Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast, where host and lacrosse expert Jamie Monroe will do what he does best, talk about lacrosse. Each episode will provide listeners with education, insights, stories, and lessons about the lacrosse world. We will discuss current events, coaching, philosophies, and college lacrosse recruiting. Now let's get started with your host, Jamie Monroe. How's it going, everybody? Jamie here. Thanks for listening. If you've been enjoying the content in my Philacrosophy podcast, my Inside the Eight podcasts, or my a Lacrosse Weekend blogs, I would encourage you to check out the store at jamefreesports.com. I've created awesome content for coaches, players, and parents in both men's and women's lacrosse. For coaches, the coaches training program. It's, it's a combination of cutting edge and practical. We have Division I men's and women's coaches all the way down to high school, JV, and youth. For players, I've created JM3 Player Academies, which are designed to teach every variation of every skill for boys and girls across. And for parents, I've created JM3 Recruiting Portal, where I've taken all of the content from my blogs, my podcasts, from webinars, and other interviews, and pooled all of this information in one place where parents can get access to incredible content and insights from the very coaches that you're hoping to play for. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Flying Solo edition of the Philacrosophy podcast. And today, I want to talk a little bit about the concept of seeing the field. You know, defensively, we always talk about seeing your man and seeing the ball. We talk about head on a swivel, um, lining up so that you can see both. And we know how important that is. Um, And I think that's why sometimes when you get your defenders to do this, it feels like your defense can really be in sync. When, When all of the defenders are watching the ball and seeing their man, they're evaluating the quality of defense on the ball because it helps them make decisions on whether they need to surround the crease or collapse to it, whether they need to stay in a position of, you know, being hot because it's in the middle of a dodge or maybe nothing's really happening. And and I think that um, these concepts can be and should be need to be applied on the offensive side of the ball. And this occurred to me a couple years ago for the first time when I was coaching, uh, I was trying to install Jerry Burns, Notre Dame defense with my Mountain Vista high school team in 2016. And what I just sort of described to you happened. I I was like, man, my defense is just in sync. They are really, you know, playing together and they're, they are, they're, they're just engaged in the, and they, I I feel like they, they know what to do. And I felt like on the offensive side where we had a, a lot of skill and ability we just didn't seem to be as in sync and we were just kind of sloppy. Um, and all of a sudden it occurred to me that I think it's because the defense is evaluating the whole field and they are seeing their man, they're seeing the ball, they're seeing space, they're calling out cutters, they're communicating with some real specificity to what they were doing. Whereas on the offensive side, um, we were working on all of our skills and teaching them our looks, but we weren't really teaching them to see the whole field. 
right around this time, I started thinking about my senior year in college when I was really coming into my own as a good player. And I remember um, disciplining myself to look away from the ball so that I could see where I wanted to go with the ball next. And I would practice this, like even in line drills, I would practice being able to look away and then zero in on the ball as, as the passer was throwing it to me, because it actually takes a lot of concentration to look away and then to find the ball and to look away at the right moment and to be able to look back in time to be able to catch the ball and not drop it. And I felt like this made a massive difference in my ability to be a good player. And I think this comes back to the fact that I had a, a, a soccer background. I grew up playing so much soccer. And if you ever played soccer or watched soccer, you know that you cannot be a good soccer player if you don't know what you're going to do with the ball before you get it. Um, and that, that might mean one timing it. It might mean knocking it into space so that you can play it. It might mean letting it go through your legs or let it go by you on a dummy because that's the only play that will allow you to retain possession. Um, recently, I saw a study um, on the Premier League analytics on the Premier League in England, uh, soccer league in England, in which they studied um, what players do, how many times they turn their heads in the 10 seconds before um, receiving a pass. And what they found was the elite players in the Premier League will, will turn their heads six to eight times in the 10 seconds before receiving the ball, whereas the average players in the Premier League were only turning their heads uh, three to four times in those same 10 seconds. This is a teachable skill, is what they concluded. And I already kind of knew this, like this is what I was doing 30 years ago when I was training myself, essentially to practice looking away. And when you think of, I don't know, I'm dating myself here, but Larry Bird was one of the best, you know, basketball players ever. And he always did the touch passes. And I always wanted to be able to do one-time passes. I thought one of the coolest plays you could ever make would be to have somebody dump the ball to you at X and you being able to one-time the ball inside or one-time it to the backside and to be able to know what you're going to do with it. Um, it just, it's, it, it, it is uh, proof that you are like a, a really smart player. So now we go back to 2016 and I started thinking about, man, my, I, I feel like my offense is not as engaged with the whole field as my defense. How can I do this? So I started thinking about, um, okay, how can, we, how can we drill this? How can we work on it? So what we did is we, did, we started talking about, hey, you guys, you need to turn your head. I want to see your heads turning before you receive the ball. So we started to drill it. I started doing this five on four drill. It happened to be an indoor practice. We had had snow in late March and um, we did a five V four scramble drill. Okay. So if you ever checked out my coach's training program, nine lines to the goal um, is a version of this, but we kind of lined up five uh, offensive lines in a, a sort of a circular pattern around the goal. And then four defensive lines sort of in between the offensive lines. I'd roll a loose ball out and let the kids play it. So here were the rules. Typical GBO, ground ball offense rules. Whoever picks up the ground ball must move the ball on to the next player, the nearest player, the nearest open stick, get away from pressure, move the ball off the ground as quickly as possible. 
the person who receives that passed pass is then uh, charged with moving the ball on to the next player as fast as they can. And the, what I explained to the guys was, hey, look at you. There's a great opportunity to score when the ball's on the ground and we're picking it up. But if you pick the ball up and then try to find the open man and look and put your head up and figure it out, by the time you figure it out and get away from pressure, nothing's going to be open. So pick the ball up, move it as quickly as you can. And then for the person who receives that pass, I say to them, look, if you see an open look and you want to throw it to that person, you already know that look is there, then by all means, make that pass. But if you haven't had time to look away and you have to catch the ball from the ground ball man and then pick your head up and figure out what to do with it, you're going to kill the play too. You should just move it on. And so our rule became, if you don't know what you're going to do with the ball before you get it, then move it right away. We then added the element of we didn't want more than two or three passes without a shallow cut and a carry. So now let's just go through the scenario. There's ground ball. Player A picks it up, runs away, moves it as quickly as he can to player B. Player B didn't have a chance to see what he was going to do with the ball, so we just moved it on to the next player as fast as he can. That's the player C. Player C has the ball now. The defense is pretty well balanced. Now we get into our carry and our shallow cut. Why are we doing this? Because what, what I'm trying to do is create um, some um, IQ and some movement. It's a dynamic situation for the defense to be able to be in. I want the defense to pressure the carry, and they're going to have to rotate and figure it out. But what happens on this next piece that relates back to seeing the field is interesting. So, again, we carry in shallow. Now we're going to make a pass. Let's say we pass it ahead to player D. Player D is either going to move the ball on right away or if he already knew what he was going to do with the ball, he could shoot or feed it or skip it. So think about this. We're now, we know there's going to be a carry. We know there's going to be a pass. The players are now being trained to look away from the ball during the carry, even though they know the ball is going to be coming to them next. This trains you. Just imagine you're a player at X and you see a wing dodge and you look away to scan to see where's my defender, where's the open space, where are my teammates. This allows us to start to learn how to see the field before we get the ball, how to evaluate what's open and how to figure out what to do with the ball. And just like off the ground, the rule was if you didn't have time or you didn't scan the field, if you didn't know what you were going to do with the ball before you got it, then you had to just move it on to the next player immediately. And then after two, preferably, but sometimes three passes, we would get another carry and another shallow cut. And so this was an amazing way for us to teach and to drill how to look away from the ball and, and make it really clear as to what the rule is and why. If you know what you're going to do before you get the ball, then you can make whatever play you want to make. You, you're not going to have to kill time and figure it out once you receive it. So this was really, really good. The other thing that we talked about was, okay, when you're dodging, so many times I noticed that our players were just running into trouble 
they're dodging hard, but they're running into slides, they're turning it over. And I started thinking about this concept, which is, okay, if I'm going to be a dodger, what should I be evaluating before I dodge? And it's very simple. I want to identify who is sliding to me, and I want to identify where my outlets are or where they're going to be. If I can do these two things, I'll have a really good chance of dodging hard, manipulating slides, executing, getting away from a double, and knowing where my outlets are. I think the problem is, is so many players, they don't do this, and they just dodge their man. They almost just focus on, on their own defender. Then when they go hard, they are reacting to slides and trying to figure it out, and then they throw a pass that's late to a man that's not really open because they just didn't figure out where the outlet was in time. So think about this concept, identifying your slider. Not really, you shouldn't have to pay attention to your own man at all. You should be able to like dodge your man without looking at your man. Figure out where the slider is, figure out where your outlet's gonna be ahead of you, figure out who's gonna be at your outlet behind you. And then you can go hard and use all of your moves and you'll be able to deliver a pass. So this is a really, really important drill. Um, you can do it in your DBR drills. You can do it in any of your four-on-four -four slide and recover drills. And, of course, anytime in six-on-six. Um, this is probably one of the most important things for any player to do. So if you start thinking about combining this, what, do you, what are you doing before you get the ball to, okay, what are you doing now that you have the ball? I think it will really make a big difference in your team being aware of the whole field as opposed to what I think they normally do, which is essentially telescope right on the ball and then receive it and then figure out what to do with it, figure out, you know, whether they need to run away from pressure, whether they need to step in, um, will make such a huge difference. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I feel like seeing the field and focusing on these elements, the same way we do on the defensive side of the ball. If we do this on the offensive side of the ball, we will open up our players to uh, such a higher level of not just IQ, but, it's, but actually like using their IQ. Because the truth is, if you're not looking, how can you, how can you even have IQ if you're not looking at what's happening around you. You need to identify these things. So give it a try and, tr and, and make this as big of a focus on the offensive side of the ball as what you do with making sure you turn your head and see your man and see the ball on the defensive side.